Ashley Hahn was a competitor on Eco Challenge Fiji, a grueling 10-day expedition race and TV show now on Amazon Prime. Hahn trained hard for this 471-mile race, leaving behind everything she knew to fly around the world to compete. She described it as the scariest thing she's ever done. Today, Ashley is on Two Brain Radio to talk about how she got involved, what she went through, and what she learned about leadership from this incredible experience. Before we continue, I'd like to mention that this episode of Two Brain Radio is brought to you by Wattify. Wattify is an all-in-one solution for member management, appointment scheduling, and tracking. Wattify's insights tool includes the business health dashboard co-developed with Two Brain to provide average revenue per member, length of engagement, and more key metrics. Gym owners, to receive 20% off your first year of Wattify Core, visit wattify.com forward slash Two Brain. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. First off, what made you want to do this crazy challenge and what did the race entail specifically? Yeah. So I actually didn't know what I was signing up for. So a friend of ours um, approached us and he actually sent a Facebook message and said, Hey, do you want to sign up for this TV show? And I really thought it was The Amazing Race, which is another television show. Right. Like myself, I usually say yes and then figure it out later. Um, and so we made a video. We actually had a professional video made. And um, so we waited a couple of months and then got a phone call that we were chosen. And um, then at that time, thought, okay, well, we really need to understand what the heck we're doing here. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it was a. It was a surprise as to to exactly what I had signed up for. Right. So when you learned what what you were going to be going through, what did you do to sort of prepare yourself? Like what was the the training process? Yeah. So I'm a CrossFitter. And so my um, mind works in at most one hour segments. We don't train for super long. Um, I, I love CrossFit because it's constantly changing, right? When you train for a race that's that long, you have to do the repetitive thing over and over and over again. So our training changed drastically in that we would bike um, for 100 miles. We would um, go out and ruck for, you know, eight hours, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Paddling. We knew that rock climbing was going to be something or we would have to do. So we started learning how to tie knots and and belay and... um, we were given a little hint that sailing would be in it. And so we took a two day sailing course and that was the extent of our sailing experience, but it wow. got us enough of what we needed to know in order to show up. Were there any surprises along the way, like things that they sprung on you that you weren't prepared for? Yeah. So the sailing portion of things was definitely a surprise. We had to sail what was or what is an ancient Fijian sailing vessel called a Thamacow. Wow. And this, um, they, they replicated these by remaking them and they were made out of very thin plywood, um, bamboo. They were tied together with ropes. Like it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, have taken only a two day sailing course. We had one hour to figure out how to put together the sail. So what the, when the race started, it was a paddle. And so we were only, this is, it, it's a 
kind of like an outrigger, but very unstable. So an outrigger okay. canoe, but very unstable. So three, two, one, go. Yeah. Uh, we take off paddling. When we got to the ocean, we were supposed to assemble the sail and then put it up to continue out into the ocean. Wow. <laughs> but here was the, the thing that was unexpected was uh, there was zero wind. So what was supposed to be, all right, get to the ocean and assemble your sail. And then you get sort of a break, right? Because you're not having to paddle as much. Did not turn out to be that at all. It was mm -hmm. calm, dead waters, zero wind. And you had to continue <laughs> right. to paddle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, what were the different portions of the, of the trip? Like what, it, what exactly did it look like? So it was pretty cool. We, um, we left, we, I'm in Florida. We left Florida, um, flew to Fiji. We actually dodged a giant hurricane in flying to Fiji and got there and was able to do about a week of preparation as far as we had to check off with different elements. Like we had to show that, you know, we could, tie our correct knots for the belaying and, and um, ascending with ropes. We had to show that we could put the thamacow together. We had to show just diff diff different technical things. Okay. Um, we did lots of interviews because of course this was a television show and our team was one that was chosen to be featured. So that was interesting. Um, I'd never done, done that before. Um, then they took us all, um, told us, they gave us some, a map and said, take your rental car and go out into the middle of Fiji and we're going to spend the night here. Wow. And they have this amazing um, ceremony for us all that uh, Mark Burnett and Bear Grylls was there for. And um, it was, it was really, really cool. Spent the night out there. Uh, they, we were up, I think it was 4am sun is starting to come up. They march us out to a middle of a field. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, it's television. So Bear Grylls comes flying in on his helicopter, <laughs> drops in, very dramatic form, and uh, pulls a huge map. So now we can see the entire race course. But how it works is you get very small pieces of the map at a time. So we got a very small piece that said you will be paddling and sailing to this point. Right. Um, so, you know, and then you had to collect these medallions along the way to show that you had been certain places and, and things wow. like that. So, yeah. And so how long were was the span of time that you were in the race? So we were not, we were in the race a total of um, three days. Okay. And so um, we were out after that. We had a very dramatic <laughs> out uh, for us. It was, it was really cool. We, we got to hike a volcano in the middle of the night. The thing wow. that I will say that um, you... Fiji is beautiful. It's exactly what you imagine it to be. But what people don't know about Fiji is how unbelievably kind the people are. And so we would be hiking a volcano in the middle of the night and the um, Fijian people would be out saying, Bula, Bula, like, oh, Americans or wherever, because there was um, 62 other countries there, I believe. Wow. Um, and so, you know, whatever country you were from, they'd be screaming your name. And so that was just a huge part of the morale of things mm -hmm. to, to come around a corner and, and there's somebody cheering you on when wow. you think there's no way. And, and they would say like, do you need food? Do you need my home? You know, and, and this is a, 
a very undeveloped country. And so their homes are very sparse and, um, you know, they may have one mattress for their whole entire family, but they're willing to give you their whole everything for you to take wow. a rest and then, you know, to do something else. So, super so what would you say in, in the whole experience, what was the most challenging part of it for you? The most challenging part would be the teamwork part. Okay. When you're doing a race like this or anything where you set off into the unknown, you have to have a very, very tight knit team and you need to have worked with each other a lot in the past. Right. Um, Just to know each other's idiosyncrasies, but also to know what a high looks like for somebody and what a low looks like and how you can help them when they're in that low, because Mm -hmm. you're going to need help too eventually. And so, um, yeah, the, the challenge for us was was truly just the teamwork aspect of it um, and working together. Hmm. So what would you say you learned about leadership as in you, your own personal leadership from this experience? Back to the show in just a minute. The people at Inside Tax know you're working long hours to improve health for the world, but it can still be hard to turn a profit. You can't focus on your mission without money in your account. So Insight founder John Briggs wrote Profit First for Micro Gyms and created a system that increases your cash flow so you can be home at dinner time with a thriving fitness business. Bookkeeping, Profit First, cash flow, consulting, taxes, whatever your financial needs, Insight can help. Join their free five-day challenge at Profit First for Micro Gyms slash five days to get a snapshot of the financial health of your gym. That's profit first for micro gyms slash five days. From a leadership point of view, for me, I learned that the first thing I always do is take responsibility to step outside of the situation and look at it from above and say, what is, what is really happening here? What, what emotions can I remove in order to make a better decision? And that's when I talk about teamwork, that's, part of it is trusting your team to then take, take what's happening and um, be able to remove the emotion and make an appropriate decision. The, the other portion of it too is um, you need to, to be able to um, trust those that you're working with. And so Um, relationships are very, very important, but a good working relationship is what's important. So yeah. Was there anything you would have done differently looking back? Yeah, I would have when, when, when we were out of the race, what happened was there was a huge, um, I'm used to it being from Florida, but it was what we call summer storm. So you know, four or five o'clock every day, we have these massive thunderstorms that come through. And so we, that's what was happening. We were also stuck between two islands. So our little famicow had been hit by another boat and was taking on water. So um, we were starting to, our famicow was starting to flip the storms coming and I stopped trusting my team and I stopped believing in the the, what we had created as far as a a working relationship had gone. So Mm -hmm. if looking back, I wish I would have taken the moment 
to get unemotional and figure out the situation instead of looking at Kara, who's now my wife and being like, I'm done. I no longer trust this because I could have made an unemotional decision and, and move forward. With mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. I guess it's in the heat of the moment there. It's, it's hard to kind of distance yourself from <laughs> it is and, and <laughs> as a business owner, we're in heat of the moment situations all the time. We don't always get that moment to step back necessarily, you know, for whatever amount of time we think we need. We need to be able to react, take a breath, and then make a decision. Right. Instead of just being ah, emotional right away. Mm-hmm. Have you have you developed any strategies since when it comes to leading in your own business to to be able to create that distance? Yeah, it's a lot of times in business, we're able to take what time we need, right? We can take a day, we can take an hour, we can, we can do what we need in order to become unemotional when making decisions. Um, if you, if I can't, if I need to react right away, I do take a breath, try to imagine myself as funny as this sounds kind of hovering over the situation. And what would that person do? Right. Instead of the emotional Ashley that wants to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what would be your advice to to business owners that in in terms of how they should lead in a in a crisis which is what a lot of them are currently going through um what sort of lessons have you taken from your experience that could be applied to to business owners going through similar tumultuous situation lead from the front don't hide from it um Stand, stand in front of everyone, whether that's in an email or, you know, private Facebook group, or even if it's in front of your employees and, and your members or, or whatnot, um, speak your truth and, but make it a truth that is, um, direct, not overly long and unemotional. Mm-hmm. And when I do, you know, I learned that in the race to, I learned how to be better really in the race. I learned how to be a better leader. I went into that. One of my mentors um, said to me, you will come out of this completely different than you went into it. And I kind of thought at the time, yeah, right. Like, what? <laughs> come on now. Mm-hmm. And they were completely right. They were hundred percent right. So what I came out of it with is that. Um, leading from the front, making an unemotional decision and being short and sweet in what you want to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And investing, I guess, the time in your team members and that um, putting that trust, learning to put your trust in them. Right. We say so we were, we're your team of four. You have a yeah. fifth person that is your tack, which they're the person like doing the behind the scenes camp setup, that sort of stuff. And unfortunately, we didn't get the opportunity to train with our one member. Um, he lived in Utah and just busy life. But um, yeah, so, so in business, what you want to do, what I, what I want to do is build a working relationship with those people so that I can know their love languages. I can know how, you know, when they're on a high or a low and, and how to help them 
do their very best at what opportunity that I'm giving them. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like that concept of bringing the water level up so all the ships can rise along with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really, really inspiring. Um, what would you say is your proudest moment of that whole trip, even though there were those setbacks and there was that (laughs) storm, um, what would you say you're most proud of in that whole experience? Climbing a volcano in the middle of the night that no, no other human other than the two Fijians that hacked their way through it had ever done before and getting to the top of that. Um, we do a, a workout in CrossFit called Chad, which is a thousand step ups for time with a weighted vest. And I had done that workout in preparation for this. And I kept thinking, this is just Chad. This is just that workout. You know, now I've got a 45 pound pack on my back Mm -hmm. and got to the top of that volcano and was the most beautiful view you could ever imagine. Um, And so, you know, you're tired and you're hungry and, and all those Mm -hmm. good but that was definitely a moment to be proud of. And, and the coolest part is that I got to celebrate it with, um, with Kara. Do you believe it made you a better business owner? A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really did. It, um, when you go through hard things, I, I believe you need to go through hard things. I believe you need to celebrate the hard things instead of avoiding the hard things because those aren't going away. But your reaction to them each time will change the more you experience them. So I welcome them, honestly, and I search them out in order to become better and better and better because I believe everything we do can be applied to business, to life, to family, to parenting, to mentoring, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Ashley, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to talk with me about this. It sounds really cool. (laughs) Absolutely. It was a real, um, real opportunity that you took advantage of. And and it seemed like you really gleaned a lot from it. Yeah, I sure did. Thanks so much. You're welcome. That was Ashley Hahn on Two Brain Radio. I'm Tiffy Thompson. Running a business can be tough, but Two Brain Business has a roadmap to success. You don't have to figure out all this stuff yourself and get overwhelmed. To hear how a two brain mentor can help you find success fast, click book a free call in the show notes to spend 60 minutes with a mentor. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe for more episodes.